today on the Tearsheet Podcast. From the very get-go, we custom-built our proprietary technology from the ground up. So we wanted this to be a differential advantage of ours from the day we started the company. So our credit decisioning engines, our fraud decisioning engines are all completely homegrown. And these machine learning models and rules and decisioning systems have continuously learned based on billions of data points over the years. And our decade of operations has fine-tuned the system even further. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. We've been talking a lot about buy now, pay later, and its role in payments, lending, and banking. Today, we're going behind the scenes in BNPL to see how the sausage is made. I'm joined by a firm's head of risk, Karthik Ramkumar. He leads a team of dozens of people as he manages all aspects of financial risk, including consumer credit, consumer fraud, merchant credit, and merchant fraud. Our discussion today is pretty far-reaching, from talking about the evolution of the underwriting model, to sought-after skill sets to address fraud, to mental health in the workplace. If you're interested in what goes into building a world-class risk operation at one of the top firms in the space, you're going to want to spend the next 25 minutes with us. Karthik Ramkumar is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Uh, I'm Karthik Ramkumar. I lead the risk team at a firm. Um, and I've been here three years now. I've spent my entire career in consumer finance and risk management, and I'm very excited about the space and talking to you about it. So obviously we're going to be talking about um, risk management at a firm. And uh, I think a lot of that has to do, I guess a good way to leg into that conversation is talking about you and your background and what you bring um, to your role. Um, Can you tell me a bit about, um, I guess, your experience in the space and, and what brought you to a firm? Sure. So I started as an engineer uh, and I was a good engineer, but I would have made uh, a very unhappy engineer. I think I like being <laughs> with people and talking to people. So I stumbled into an analytics role in consumer finance and fell in love with the space. The combination of economics, business thinking, predictive analytics, behavioral thinking, data science, all in a product that really impacts people's lives resonated with me. The fact that you know every consumer has a consumer finance product, it impacts their day-to-day lives in a really meaningful way, and the good and the bad that we do impact them was something that connected with me. Um, I started my career at Capital One, where I led the team that built the first machine learning model in the industry and pioneered a move away from traditional techniques to these more modern techniques. And that became my calling card as I built my career from there. Um, I had a variety of adventures and misadventures on my way to a firm. Uh, One of the key turning points for me was an entrepreneurial effort where I was trying to build my own business and having a lot of success. Uh, But unfortunately, the stress impacted my mental health severely. Mm. um, And that experience transformed me into a vocal advocate for mental health in the workspace, uh, a topic that has become very appropriate, very apt in the pandemic where everyone is struggling just to different extents. Um, Along the way, to keep my analytical skills relevant and to cater to my inner geek, uh, I started guest lecturing at UC Davis. So I do that to stay current. Uh, To your question of what drew me to a firm, uh, I'd been in consumer finance my whole life. I've been in the same space, but I knew that a firm was at the cutting edge of technology. uh, And the combination of being at the cutting edge of technology plus being at a very mission-oriented business is what attracted me to a firm. A firm is hyper-focused on transparency and charges no late fees, no hidden fees, 
Um, and in my time at a firm, I've seen the company constantly put our money where our mouth is. Uh, and that's something that resonates with me. Uh, this mission or orientation makes me really proud of the way that a firm does business, not just the business that we do. So the way that we do business is something that really stands out for me and attracts me to a firm and keeps me here. So Kartik, I just want to go back to something you said. You mentioned this entrepreneurial experience, which seems like um, a very formidable experience in your career. Um, does that inform some of the work you do at a firm? Is, is, is a firm Do you thrive in an environment, I guess, even if it's more structured, that has sort of an entrepreneurial bent to it? Yes, absolutely. And I think uh, a firm is very uh, unique in some ways where we really foster a culture of entrepreneurship internal to the company, both entrepreneurship, people doing uh, hustling to create uh, impact uh, in different spaces within the company, but also incubating entrepreneurs for their future entrepreneurial journeys. Max Levchin, our CEO, is has a consistent track record now of wishing people the very best when they leave a firm to start their entrepreneurial journeys and then investing in them very often in their first round. So it's an entrepreneurial space, space both within a firm to solve a firm's problems, but also to solve the world's problems that I think uh, attracts me to a firm and keeps me here because I, it was a very form, foundational experience in my life. And I enjoyed that entrepreneurial journey, but now I get to do it in a place with a lot of structure, which works better for my uh, my health and my mental health. Understood. And and what role did you, when you when you were hired to a firm, was it in this role or was it in a different role? I started out doing credit product and marketing analytics. So mm-hmm. it's a credit role, which is a risk management role, but also did a lot of analytics uh, for our product as well as our marketing strategies. And it gave me a nice high level overview into the uh, uh, company uh, and how the company operates. But about a year and a half ago, there was an opportunity to play a leadership role on risk and really focus on risk and specialize in credit fraud and merchant risk. And I took on that opportunity and it's been a really good uh, year or so in this new role. Awesome. And I, um, you sort of alluded to some of the, uh, to my next question in, in your previous answers, but I'm curious why a firm and um, I guess even if we were to zoom out a little bit more, why, why join the BNPL, the buy now, pay later space? So I think I alluded to some of it, so I won't repeat it too much, but I think why Affirm was, uh, the vision for Affirm is more than buy now, pay later. We do want to be a successful player in the buy now, pay later space. And we think that buy now, pay later is a very uh, key step change in the industry. uh, And we think that there's a lot of benefits there. But if you look at Affirm's mission and vision, it's around developing honest financial products that transform lives. And that is a bigger vision than just buy now, pay later. So uh, to me, that vision of the long run of what a firm wants to build uh, is what drew me to a firm. And uh, uh, I think the second piece, which, uh, you know, as a geek, I wanted to be in a place which had really cutting edge technology. Uh, And Max is the founder CEO. He established the fundamental uh, fraud decision systems at PayPal mm-hmm. and that risk management uh, risk management bent is embedded into the company and I knew that someone with my skill set who's a risk manager to the core would be valued here and so it kind of brought me to a firm. And before we kind of jump into the um, technology uh, discussion around what you've helped to build there, um, I'm curious uh, just sticking with your career trajectory, what have been some of the most challenging experiences you've had at a firm and, and maybe some of the most rewarding ones? 
So at a firm, the most one of the most challenging experiences is we've had a lot of success and we've had a lot of growth. Uh, so it's been, I mean, a firm has been growing like a weed. You hear about it everywhere. It's like partnering with all the top companies in the space and is growing on its own will as well. As a risk manager, some of it comes to you're thinking around corners, you're being paranoid about what could go wrong. And you're trying to do that in a space where things haven't really gone wrong. It's it's gone really well for the company. And so there is that sense of complacency that you need to constantly fight. And that's been a big challenge for the risk team and me as the leader, which is how do you constantly think around corners, think around what potentially might be a lurking risk for the business that you need to address now before it's too late and you don't get swept away in the good news stories that the company is kind of uh, engendering. In terms of my most rewarding experience, um, I think I'll kind of take a different, slightly different attack to that answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a firm has, what I find very rewarding about a firm is that it really embraces diversity, equity, and inclusion in a very uh, holistic way. Uh, and, you know, Zach, I am six foot tall engineer. So it's not like I am someone who uh, hits any of the normal. Uh, uh, I am normally someone who benefits from bias versus mm-hmm. uh, is definitely someone who uh, suffers from it. But to be in a place where people from all walks of life with all kinds of experiences are truly welcomed and are allowed to thrive uh, and to be able to kind of say that to my teams and say that to my colleagues and say that to my referrals who I'm trying to pull into a firm. Mm -hmm. uh, That to me is very rewarding. And I uh, enjoy that about the place I work. That's a, uh, that's a powerful approbation. Um, Just talking about some of the the challenges, um, I hadn't really thought of that as the company is succeeding and growing and being applauded for that, that, you know, the risk team has to, has to continuously fight against that. It's almost like you're carrying, is it fair to say like you're carrying an umbrella on a sun, on a sunny day? That was the image that came to me as you were describing it. I like that. Carrying an umbrella on a sunny day. Just in uh, case. And also uh, someone uh, carrying an umbrella on a sunny day and you have lived in Los Angeles and it's never rained for <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> for for years now, so. and all anyone ever does is talk about the sun. Exactly. All anyone does is talk about the sun. So 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 let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about um, a firm's technology and underwriting. Um, can you explain a bit about a firm's proprietary tech and and strategy around innovation? Sure. Uh, at a firm, from the very get go, we custom built our proprietary technologies from the ground up. So. We wanted this to be a differential advantage of ours from the day we started the company. So our credit decisioning engines, our fraud decisioning engines are all completely homegrown. And these machine learning models and rules and decisioning systems have continuously learned based on billions of data points over the years. And our decade of operations has fine-tuned the system even further. Uh, Unlike legacy payment systems and credit systems, we assess and underwrite risk at a transaction level versus extending a single line of credit. And what that means is that at every point, we're able to use the most current information to make a decision, which provides Mm -hmm. us an advantage versus traditional systems. We also look at data beyond the FICO score. Uh, And particularly, we look at uh, all the credit attributes in the credit report. We look at all our transaction history with a firm, as well as a variety of other data sources 
to comprehensively assess a consumer's willingness and ability to repay the loans that we provide to them. Um, also, we look at consumers outside the traditional credit uh, ecosystem. So there's a very large credit invisible population in America. Uh, about 50 million Americans are outside the credit system. That's five times the size of New York City, just to kind of contextualize that. So it's a really large population. Uh, and we want to leverage alternate data to underwrite those consumers even better. Uh, putting all this together, we underwrite deeper and more accurately than our competition, which allows us to take on the appropriate level of risk for the returns we anticipate. So it's very much a risk management, risk-taking business where we are taking on risk based on these tools that we have in our arsenal that allow us to differentiate ourselves. I got it. So, so that last point, you, you mentioned differentiation, I guess. How, how would you... How would you position uh, a firm's technology and, and, and the risk stack that you've built vis-a-vis -vis some of the other players in the space, whether it's a, another fintech lender or it's a, an incumbent? What makes a firm different, essentially? So I think uh, versus the incumbents, it's an easier comparison set uh, where uh, they've all built their systems based on, uh, so many of them were based on SaaS, which is a going a little technical here, but it's a tool which predates R and Python and some of the modern machine learning technologies that have come through. Uh, so they're dependent on older tools. They're also often not looking at machine learning as a decisioning structure, but instead using logistic regression and more traditional statistical techniques. So we have these uh, more sophisticated tools in our arsenal vis-a-vis -vis the traditional banks who are stuck in their legacy systems. The other upstarts in the fintech space are all trying to do a lot of what we are doing. So I wouldn't say that we're the only players by any stretch of imagination to do what we do. But there, I think the differentiation comes down to uh, scale for a firm where we are one of the players who, have, who, who has that modern technology toolkit, but have succeeded at scaling to uh, a really large set of merchant and consumer network, which allows us to deploy that technology at scale, because these, these, these types of technology are hungry for data and they need a lot of data to outcompete the other uh, approaches out there. Uh, and in our case, one of the benefits we have is that we've grown into such a large network that we have that the benefits of the data. So I would say that when I compare us against the other FinTech upstarts, we are larger and uh, we have the data to outcompete them. When they compete the, compare us with the larger banks, we have the technology to the new next generation of technology to outsmart them. I'm, I'm oversimplifying here, and I'm sure there, are, there is a couple of people in a garage somewhere who have much better technology than a firm, and they're going to come and compete with us uh, over the next few years. But that's just the high-level uh, answer I would give to that. That makes a lot of a sense to me. Um, and I guess... You know, if you were to zoom out a little bit about about your role and, and what you've built at a firm, by the way, you've been one of only a handful of, of guests on this show uh, focused on risk management. But what, what do you see as a firm's greatest advantage in risk management? And what's the secret sauce, I guess? I get asked that question often for the secret sauce. Uh, and I say that there is not one thing which is the secret sauce. Um, a good risk management shop needs to be focused on being profitable and resilient. Uh, they need to have a constant attitude towards experimentation and exploration, and they need to be uh, always equipped to re react to an economic downturn. Uh, 
they need to have cutting edge technology, not just in credit and fraud decisioning, which is important, but not just in that, but also in monitoring for the latest trends, because you have a portfolio that you're monitoring and you need to identify root causes of maybe a credit deterioration in one subset of the population or a fraud attack that you're experiencing in a particular vector. So you're constantly monitoring your current uh, portfolio. And you also need to have smart, motivated individuals who run towards problems to solve them versus running away and trying to stay on the sidelines. So those are the kinds of uh, things all put together that result in this secret sauce. Uh, and there are many good you know, risk management shops in the business, but I'm biased and I do think that Affirm is one of the best. Um, but isn't, there isn't the one thing that makes a difference. It is doing the hard work, hard, hard work day in and day out that does make uh, the secret sauce. I like that. I have one follow-on question to that before I let you go. Um, you mentioned sort of this um, this ar- almost archetype of somebody who runs towards problems instead of away from them. Do you hire those types of people or, or is that something that that is taught and engendered as well within the culture of a firm? We definitely hire for that, but I think hiring, you only get so much signal in hiring. It's, it's, it's a lot of it is uh, down to luck. We tend to do very extensive referrals, uh, sorry, sorry, references to mm-hmm. make sure that we really are finding people with that attitude. Uh, especially right now that we're in a remote first environment, there's no one looking over your shoulder. There's no one you know, telling you what to do. You need to find people who are truly um, self-motivated and self-driven uh, to solve problems. And you need to then give them a space for them to thrive and grow. Uh, the other thing Affirm does quite well to do that, to engender that, is to grow many of the, our leaders internally. So a lot of mm-hmm. the people who are who who we get in, who identify, and we identify those traits in them, they are grow, they grow into leadership positions, and then they're able to run run towards problems on behalf of a firm. It's very much a, uh, uh, a culture where you know people who are doing good work are rewarded and grown internally, so that they can. Uh, do that work for the business at a greater scale. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you for joining us today, Kartik, on the Tearsheet Podcast. Thank you. I had a great time. This was really fun to talk about risk management and geek out. So I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Zach.